those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Okay. So I was thinking we need to rename the podcast, right? Yep. Because it's got twats in the name. And a lot mm. of people see that and they think, I'm not going to listen to that. You know, it's got swear word in it's it. It's lewd. Yeah. It's crude. So they write us off straight away. Exactly. So I was thinking, like, what's popular at, right now among the kids? Uh, YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe the Flintstones. I hear that a lot. The Flintstones. <laughs> the Flintstones. Yeah. Um, Yo-yos? Yo, yes, yo-yos. Pokemon? Pokemon. You, well, you know a lot about Pokemon. Actually, yeah, I, I do I love... Why, to be fair. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. So we're going to rename the podcast to the official Pokemon podcast. No, no, no. Let's call it... Let's call it the YOLO Pokemon... Official. Let's sling one more cool word in there. Uh, fam... Sunglasses. Podcast. <laughs> fam Sunglasses Podcast. It. So it's the YOLO Pokemon Fan Official Sunglasses Podcast. Yep. Welcome everyone to the... That. <laughs> Coming at you live from the Remraku Corporation headquarters, it's me, Nick Lamley Lambslice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Toad Boy. And we are. Tabletop Twats. Yes, we nailed it. We did it. We did said it, it at the same time. Yeah. But I thought we changed that name. Oh, shit. I forgot it, though. Oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. So, we've got a bloody show for you today, a listeners. A humdinger. A real humdinger because we've got um, the intro. We've got what you've been slaying. We've got the main subject, which this time is Winter Eternal. Yeah. And we've got a competition that is related to that. So stay strapped in, fuckheads. Woo! And then we've got the Chamber of Challenges. We've got a new feature. It's the Summoning Circle. Oh, this one's a bit creepy, yep. Yep, and then we've got Electro Letters. It's going to be a show. It's going to be a show, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. We don't want to make promises that we can't keep so we would say that we'll say it's going to be a show definitely going to be a show right let's get on with it mate let's do this bye yeah what you slaying uh so this is what you've been saying and this is where we talk about what we've been playing that week yep and um i've got in front of me a delicious teriyaki noodle instant noodle pot oh and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat that and I'm going to let you lead this one. <laughs> Fine. So you you start off this one. What okay. have you been playing this week, Nick? Uh, right, so I have been playing this week. I played uh, Warhammer, which was a regular um, bi-weekly Savage Warhammer campaign that we're playing. Uh, Eric's GM in it. And um, yeah, started off started off pretty intense to be fair I don't know whether Eric had a bad day or got you know woke up on the wrong side of the bed but man we uh, <laughs> he was trying to kill us yeah he was welcoming us to what Warhammer should feel like I think he said because mm. uh, after the big this big epic fight we had with some um, people that were setting their self on fire for a laugh um <laughs> yeah, yeah we they thought it would be a great laugh yeah, great idea absolute fucking giggle to ignite itself. And um, then run at us. And then run at us and try and give us warm hugs. So um, so straight off, I mean, the first guy, 
jumps up onto a well. Um, yeah, set himself a fire, like it was like it was nothing. And then you know all the people, all these mates then turn out. No, I mean we took eighteen people, mm-hmm. if not more. It was fucking crazy. It was nuts. It was um, our party were fighting this like fucking shitloads of people. Yeah. In like a town square, all setting themselves on fire. It was intense. And it's because there was like um, sort of loads of plagues and shit going on. Yeah. And like in the previous um, episodes, in that my character um, has succumbed to this plague and is slowly getting a bit more plagued up. I think you kind of helped yourself along that route, though, didn't you? By well, she found stone. <laughs> The thing is, right? Warhammer fans will be like, "What? Why yeah, did you a, do that?" Well, because my character is, um, she's very nice. <coughs> she's very naive um, and very, very, very silly. So yes. she she means fa- well, exactly. <laughs> and she found this warp stone in the um, uh, like room of an apothecary, um, That's and right, so yes. she thought it would be some sort of cure. So, so she you drank that it. and the stuffed bird that you've now got on your shoulder. Do you know what part of me, though, was metagaming a tiny bit? Because it actually did make sense, because she would drink it because she thought it was some sort of cure. Mm. But part of me wanted to be like Jeanette's story, where I yeah. would drink it and turn into some sort of wicked awesome witch. Just blinded at the moment. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> uh, It's just the sort of temporary blindness. Um, not You're really... Yeah. <laughs> so you was doing that. Um, my character, Raggy, had his kill zone. Oh yeah, my rolling was on form. You were standing in one spot, and every time, every time a monster stepped into that spot, you would kill it. I was just rolling really, really well. The the the, the god dice were on my side uh, that morning, and man, anyone that got into my kill zone just got splattered. It was brilliant. Mm. But do you want to say what happened to you, man? You had some. You had some pretty tough. Fuck, it was fucking horrible. Because <laughs> in the other um, episodes of this campaign, I managed to get myself a pet goblin. Yes, called Fluffy. We loved Fluffy. Well, not all of us loved Fluffy. No, I think the team's grown... Bill, to... Bill, I think Bill, we play with Bill Lear, you may well know Bill. His character, he has a character called Magnus. Yes, and um, he ain't having it. Well, he, he wasn't having the goblin, was he? No, but it, eventually he's come around, we I call think... him Maggie. Maggie, I... we love Maggie, yeah. He's a I big think cuddly. even if the characters don't like him, I like to think that at least the players do, with the exception of uh, Shosi Blackaxe, who is not a fan of uh, Fluffy at all. Well, we're talking, like, we're talking about him like he's still here. Yeah. But... He, Fluffy sadly died. Yeah, we lost him. And uh, I had an adventure card, right, that was I can avoid the death of myself or another mm-hmm. if I play this adventure card, but the GM gets to decide on something else bad that happens to me. Yeah, whenever they like. And it was fucking abysmal, right, because I played this fucking card. As soon as I got down to three wounds, I was about to die. So I played the card. Obviously, I didn't really have much of a choice. Well, yeah. And... Um, and I got dragged off to like prison or whatever because yep. I was diseased and they wanted to put me away. Fair enough, makes sense. Um, but I, I was, you know, chundering up glowing fucking warp stone as I was being dragged <laughs> oh, off. Yeah. But none of you guys were able to to um, to we roll. All rolled poor notice rolls, didn't we? Yeah, nobody we managed didn't see it. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw me being dragged off. Um, again, you were rolling bad notices. So we couldn't justify trying to find you. No, you just couldn't. You we just couldn't. Couldn't. We had to let you go. I loved it because Anna, one of the, um, uh, she's a priestess of Shalia, and she literally, uh, as soon as she heard that um, I was gone, she rolled a notice roll, failed it, and was just like, "Oh well, I guess we can't find her then. We'll we just go. have to fuck it. Yeah, we'll just go somewhere else. I'm sure she'll turn up." <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, "Ah, uh, it's so funny though." So my character's just been locked in 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 a cell for, I think it's only been about eight hours or. 
or something like that, but she's already going mad. She's gone crazy. She's gnawed for a chair, trying to get at the nails <laughs> to try yeah. and pick lock her, uh, her manacles. And it's brilliant, because Eric's just flipping between the two. And it's just a cracking campaign, isn't it? It's really... Well, like, like Eric said at the end of this one, he said that, that felt a lot more like um, Savage, um, Savage Warhammer, or Warhammer, should I say, which is brutal by the sounds of it. Well, I, well, I really, really always appreciate a DM that plays it fair. Yep. And what I like is that you know, we joke about it being harsh and, mm. and, you know, Eric having a bad day, but that's not what it's like. It, it's There is a fucking plague going on, yeah. and it is fucking chaos in that city. It's a dark, bleak world we're and it, in, yeah. Exactly, and it feels like that. And it does, yeah. It certainly should. I and, and he was, you know, actually being a little bit apologetic. He's like, look, I'm sorry that Freya got dragged off to prison, but it had to happen. And I was like, no, mate, I it's love it. brilliant game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's, it. it. It's cool because it actually makes this really cool cinematic story, and I yeah. really enjoyed it. It was awesome. We might be able to try and rescue you if we do find out you're missing. Exactly. Stuff like that. And, it's, and it, yeah, it's, it's great, and it's cracking. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm loving it. It's Me so too. much fun. It is really it's brutal, good. and my fucking pet died, which genuinely I was I was actually sad about in real life. But yeah, no, <laughs> me too. I was gutted about Fluffy. I liked Fluffy. And uh, Eric played really well. Do you remember he's like, bony bits. Oh, yeah, bony bits. bits. Fluffy bits. <laughs> we just feed him stuff. Feeding him die rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. So that was sad. But yeah, and the and the you know the group's just brilliant. Like the the party of characters and the people that play the characters mm-hmm. are all just so good. And it's it's just a pleasure to be playing it at the moment. It's really. But we game. did have a funny thing happen last week, didn't we? What was that? Good old um, the last time we played, not um, this time, but the time before. Yep. Harold, who is a lovely German bloke, oh, he fell asleep. Oh didn't my he? god! <laughs> <laughs> we just heard a snore coming over the. Uh, over the chat, what were we it was so funny because we, we were like, um, we could hear the snore, and I was like, What's that noise? And then, um, Eric was like, I think Harold's fallen asleep, and he was like, I'm not, I'm not, asleep. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harold, if you're listening, have a coffee, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Now it's time for the final battle. Magic missile. So that was Warhammer. And um, what, what have you been slaying, mate? I played some more Shadow Run. So Shadow Bloody Bun. If yeah, I mean we we had some uh, positive feedback last week about me telling the story of my Shadow Run game. Um, I went from the all rolled up guy, which was lovely. Exactly. I won't go into it, it that much. I've gone for a very much monster of the week, um, you know, episodic feel. So you don't need to know what happened in the last game, but I'll describe what happened in this game. Yeah. So um, a team of shadow runners. Um, there was one guy called Sledge, who's a meathead. Another guy called Hardpoint, who is a drone rigger, and then another one called. Uh, Mondo Burger, and Mondo I'm getting Burger. to that. Who's a uh, mage, and he. Um, basically, when he signed up to be a shadow runner and he picked his shadow running alias, he didn't realise what he was signing up for, so he just typed in his favourite restaurant. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. So that's like someone walking around being called Burger King. Exactly. Or Big Mac. Uh, uh, Big Mac. <laughs> Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's. It's McDonald's, hey. Exactly. Um, yeah, they they got um, uh, asked to do a mission in Japan. So they were flown out to Japan and um, when they were going there there was another set of shadow runners on mm-hmm. on the, the same plane and this set of shadow runners um, was a so can you tell a shadow runner from far away within the world uh, often to have a look yes, about them kind, kind of it depends because sometimes if they're wearing a lot of armour yes mm-hmm. Sledge for instance who's part of the, the main team yeah you can because 
he's such a meathead that he won't go around not wearing his armour and carrying a fucking sword. Got ya. So you can tell him from a mile away. I think he might be a shadow. Either he's a fucking bodyguard Just or he's a shadow. Just sometimes yeah. when he's dressing up. And he tells people he's an undercover policeman, but it's like you're not really under very good cover. Yeah, you're covered in armour, mate. That's yeah. Not your <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, he. They, so they were on the way, and this other team of Shadowrunners consisted of a um, a wizard, like a mage guy, mm-hmm. um, a familiar that he'd summoned, and a, another. It was like um, a sort of succubus type woman. Sweet. Okay. Um, his name again. He had a really lame Shadowrunning name. Um, he was called McSlash. And then he had his mate who was... Michael McSlash! He had, he had his mate with him who was an orc who carried a massive sword and his name was Dr. Muscular. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway. I thought he was going to say Dr. Big. They sword. were on the plane and this other team was giving it all the mouth. They were f- like, you know, layering them off and oh, all shit. of this. Yeah. Anyway, they got there. They they uh, got got a limousine to like this remote warehouse and, and um, this, sound, this is going to sound like I gave them way too much and I did and there's a point to this. Yeah. But... This guy said that a company, uh, the Renraku Corporation, was moving um, a product and it was being moved and they were moving it on a certain day. He mm-hmm. didn't know the time that they were moving it. He wouldn't tell them what it is. He just told them it was in a big black box and he wouldn't tell them what it is and they were moving it and they didn't know the method that they were moving it and they didn't know the time. Okay. But they had to stop it. And right. he said that they hired a, another set of shadow runners to... Um, do it. The douches and, on the plane. Uh, yeah, well, they put two and two together, and it was the douches <laughs> on the plane. So, um, only the team that managed to stop it would get paid for doing it. Got ya. So, all through the campaign, this other team of Shadowrunners kept on fucking with them and trying to annoy them and shit like that. And um, it was really, really funny. And like, there Dr. was a muscular. point. There was a point where basically uh, Hardpoint, the drone rigger, bought a bunch of. Uh, I think they're called fly spies or something like that. They're tiny little drones that look like bugs. Cool. And he was going to fly it around the Renraku Corporation. And as he went to do it, he was, you know, uh, using using it through his his eyes. And he was looking through the eyes of the little fly spy thing. And the other team just came up and pushed him in the river. Oh, and uh, no. the the other guys like jumped in to save him and all of this. And while he was doing that, his fly spies got fucking taken down. I think I don't think they're called fly spies, but I like that. Though. It's something like that. Little fly spy. Anyway, um. I'll try and summarise this quickly, but it all went fucking crazy because they hacked into the security robots and um, while they did that, uh, the security robots noticed the hacking attempt, um, located the the team of Shadowrunners and started fucking firing on them. So they were fighting the security robots out the front. The rival team of Shadowrunners um, saw an opportunity because there was a huge fight going on out out the front of the building, uh, the office building in Japan. Um, the streets were being torn up, the fucking buildings were being blown up and all of this shit. And the other team of Shadowrunners just came in like on a motocross bike. They, yeah. were sit- they were sitting on it and they just went, woo, and just drove past into the office building, started jumping on desks and firing at all the office workers, killing people left, right and centre. It was fucking crazy. And then, so so our team, like, mm-hmm. of Shadowrunners, just, they were instantly just like, okay, this has gotten way out of hand. Let's get <laughs> Again, the fuck out of here. Yeah. Anyway, the whole fucking point of the mission was that the guys the guy that wanted this package to be stopped was so desperate to get it stopped that he gave them a gold card and said this has basically an unlimited budget Whoa, you can get nice. whatever you want yeah but i'm going to install the tracking device in your ear and you will need to return this stuff to me mm-hmm. um put put a purchase order in it will be with you tomorrow at 4 a.m when you need uh, to go and 
stop the package from being moved. So you won't have it today. Today's for research. Yeah. And so that fight happened before they even had all the fucking gear. <laughs> so the next day, Woo! so all the day where they were trying to do the research, <laughs> yeah. all it was was just a big fight. They got no research done. Oh, and, and what they did is the next day, they just picked up a helicopter, a big load of fucking cannons, two machine guns, three motocross bikes, and a fucking crane, and went over to the fucking office, had no idea how the package was being moved, oh. and they were just hovering with their fucking helicopter near the office, and were just like, right, we're waiting for a truck oh, or, or a tank or something like that. What they didn't know was it is actually an underground train. And right. this train was going underground, 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 and was going under the ocean to, and there was it was going to be overground for one short amount of time, right. where it had to go over an island in the middle of the ocean. Okay, that was going to be the point if they did their research, where they would be able to grab it. Now the other team managed to get the research, so the, uh, so as they were hovering there, the other team flew past in a jet, <laughs> and they were like, "Fucking follow him." <laughs> So, so they, yeah. they followed him, they, and as they were following him, they just, um, a fucking uh, sledge leans out the window with one of these giant RPGs that um, he's got, yeah. and he, he's like about to shoot it, right? And Mondo Burger, who's like a scholar, he goes, uh, can I use my physics Them degree? Them two do not go together. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> can I use my physics degree to help him? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course you can. So he rolls, and he's like, okay, I'm going to allow you to give like sledge a plus on this RPG shot. So, uh, yeah, he gets a plus on the RPG shot because he tells him the f- physics. game shot. What the that? Oh, very funny. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets like a physics bonus on how to yeah. do it. He knows the angle and all of that the shit. trajectory and all that rubbish, yeah. He oh, shoots yeah. down the fucking um, jet. So that was their last lead. He Oh, he killed all them lot. Yeah, he killed the other team. And um, they had the information about the train. Yeah, they had the information about the train. Oh, man. That was the last possible lead. They could have followed the other team to where the train was. But they took them down. And they fucked the mission. Wow. So then they were like, okay, well, what do we do now? Um, we have to return all the goods and we've just failed the mission. And they were like, no, fuck that. We're going to cut our ears off and fly to Mongolia. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> You're watching the Fantasy Shopping Network. With all your fantasy shopping needs. Today we've got a deal for you, ladies and gentlemen. We got a fucking fantasy up on this like to which you never fucking seen. You put anything in here, you get a plus one of cooking, I tell you, motherfuckers. I've had a little bit too much to drink this morning. Go fuck yourself, you motherfucking duck. Fucking duck. <laughs> okay. Come on, Larry. Come on. <laughs> oh, hey, Jerry. <laughs> uh, uh, my wife left me, man. I know, man. I know. Come on. That was the Fantasy Shopping Network. So you bought a new um, product, didn't you, Nick? Yes. Well, if you remember, I picked up Call of Cthulhu. Uh, no, sorry, Trailer Cthulhu um, not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Gumshow. 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 We've, we've played it. We've played it once, and it was brilliant. Um, so Nick is doing a live unboxing. So I'm doing a live unboxing, yeah. So I picked up the um, DM screen, apparently. Okay. Doesn't look like there's a screen. Oh, it must be a thin screen. DM screen and reference guide. Floppy screen. But it looks like it's going to be a floppy screen, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I was expecting the cardboard screen. But. Well, let's have a look. Let's, let's see what it's like. First. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, it's not bad. That was pretty nice. Well, it's kind of floppy screen. But it's like glossy. It's like a glossy thin it's cardboard. It's like A4. So it's three sets of A4 standing la- uh, portrait. Uh, oh, that's not bad. Have a look. It's cool. Let's have a look at that. And this is the. And it also comes. Oh, it's not with, bad at all. And to be fair, for 12 quid. Um, it's not. It's not. And a bank, it comes with a nice little little book as well. Yeah, it comes with a pretty good book. It's the Trail of Cthulhu Keeper's Reference Book and Screen. So obviously that's the screen, and it's just. I think it's just a yeah, just a book for a quick reference for. And it's got a really nice picture of keepers. like some people looking on some Aztec ruins and mountains. 
Yeah, it's really very cool. nice, mate. I've got to say the um, yeah the art and the, the like the kind of Art Deco feel because it's set in nineteen thirties Trailer mm. food. I really I really really dig it. It's cool. Mm. But there you go. That was a quick one. But yeah, that's from Pelgrim uh, Pelgrim Press, and that's Trailer Cthulhu. And we will do an episode on it eventually. Well, I also picked up one more thing. I got the um, oh yeah, what you fucking uh, Wilds of Dungeon Land, which is an AD and D module. Um, I have read this before, but I previously. Fuck it, I'm just going to say, I pirated the fucking thing. Arr! Is that pirates, is it? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Arr, I pirated the module. If you say it in a pirate's voice, it's and Then fine. it's not illegal. No, because they because don't know it's... what it is. <laughs> Nothing, everything's legal to a pirate, you see. Exactly. Arr, me hearty. No, when I downloaded it, I actually was in uh, international waters, so it's fine. There you go. Um, you made a pirate very proud. But um, back in the day, a long while ago, um, while I should have been doing a job, I... Um, actually converted the entirety of this module using a pirated PDF. Horror. Um, I converted it over to D&D um, 3.5 for use with Pathfinder hey. and spent a long time doing it, but I never nice. owned it, so I re- so I bought it recently. So okay. it's not that bad, but it's pretty funny because the pirated version that I found didn't have the maps on it for some reason, Ooh. and I could never find it. So what I did is I read through the Alice in Wonderland book um, oh, yeah, and then uh, drew the maps based on the descriptions in the book. Oh, brilliant. and it's so funny because I I got this dungeon land, but the maps were cracking for that campaign. Well, yeah, and I got the um, the dungeon land book, which is an Alice in Wonderland D and D campaign. They're really shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, really I was looking at it, and it was really funny because it's so funny how differently they interpret it to how oh, I. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was awful. It was just some boxes. Well, I might post a pic of it on um, G Plus. Do your version and um, versus theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Guy yeah. gets you in trouble. So that is what we've been saying this week, listeners. Yes. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Subject. Main subject. This is the main subject, right? And today we're talking about something very special indeed. Very special, yeah. We are talking about Summer Eternal. It is a tropical (laughs) (laughs) setting. Summer on and off ish. (laughs) It it, it is a tropical setting for Savage Worlds and it is set in Jumbie. Come on. (laughs) No, actually, that is. That's offensive. (laughs) Everything's fine. That's not even funny. It's Come called, on. It's called Summer Forever and it's set in Jamaica, man. No. No, come serious. on. All right, let's... let's right, shut up. Start okay. that again. Okay, we're talking about Winter Eternal. And this is by Mornay Scarp. And this is a setting for Savage Worlds. Now, we haven't really talked about settings before. But we wanted to do it today because, um, you know, we played this recently we did play this, and yeah. we fell in love with it a yes bit. and i was talking to uh, my good buddy eric recently mm-hmm. and i was saying to him that like i although i do enjoy a good setting i enjoy making my own a lot and i haven't really fell in love with a, a setting for a very long time since since planescape mm. and obviously i wasn't about when that first came out but like yeah, that was that's... the last one i really really got into yeah and then recently we got to the chance to play winter eternal when we Play tested we a new lucky enough to play test, wasn't we? Exactly, yeah. a new module that was coming out, and uh, had a great time playing that. And so immediately after that, went and bought these books. Yes. Um, so we wanted to talk about Winter Eternal for Savage Worlds. Now, mm-hmm. first off, I'll get into basically what Winter Eternal is all about. 
So, um, Winter Eternal is kind of a fantasy setting for Savage Worlds, and the way Mornay likes to describe it is it's a post-post-apocalyptic Yeah, game. that's right. It's not a, not a post-apocalyptic, it's post-post. But, um, what it is, is it's um, the sun has gone and only ruddy blown up, hasn't it, Nick? Made a big bang, didn't it? Why you done that, son? Bloody idiot. And it blew up, didn't it? And uh, yeah, it caused a lot of problems. It's caused a lot of problems. So most of the world is covered in flipping ice and snow. Icicles. So um, shit be fucked, basically. Yeah. Now, basically, um, yeah, that when when that happened, um, the sun exploded uh, on the um, one side of the planet. And on that side of the planet, obviously, it was day at the time. And on the continent that um, that Winter Eternal takes place on, Elorak, um, it was night at the time. So, um, although a lot of that area of the world was destroyed, you know, and had, like, tsunamis and loads of bad shit happen, uh, the main brunt of the actual explosion and all the bad shit was on the side of the planet at the time that was day. So that was completely destroyed. Destroyed, yeah. But Elorak, where, where Winter Eternal takes place, where you'll be having your adventures... Um, didn't completely die, although it was pretty goofed up and pretty destroyed. Now, like, basically, after that happened, um, there was some, uh, I believe, mages uh, or wizards or magic people called nature wardens um, that started up these camps. So there was, like, obviously, after that, it was like a, a almost like an apocalypse and food was scarce everything was covered in ice refugees everywhere probably. people were well, dying people that survived were like had nowhere to go yeah exactly people were dying all over dying the place everywhere. people were shitting all over the walls pretty brutal place to be exactly it was yeah. awful um it was it was awful it was like we were there it was a nightmare I hated it. <laughs> absolutely hated every minute i don't want to do i wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again no it wouldn't go down on today no one star um so yeah these like mage guys nature wardens um started up i i believe it was five camps Five small camps. Yeah. Yeah, and um, these these camps uh, started up. They they were magically heated, weren't they? That's right. Yeah. So these so the so the nature wardens were part of the green council, and they set up these camps, and they had they had found um, ways to like magically heat it and grow food and things like that. Exactly. So obviously, throughout the survivors and things like that in the land and shit, um, that the word of these camps spread you know fast yeah and so people flocked to to these to camps, these camps and most of the people that tried to get there died on the way and all of that which was pretty bloody rough but um obviously over time these camps grew and grew and grew and grew and eventually they became actual proper walled cities and stuff like that um with with structures and governments and proper housing and and uh, subway and and uh, shopping malls <laughs> Costa, uh, Costa, Costa. No, that that we shouldn't say that because people might think that's actually in the book. Oh god, yeah, it's true. But anyway, uh, yeah. So they grew and became these big, big fucking um, actual cities and stuff, and it was things were pretty rad. But this meant that because the um, cities were magically heated and they grew out in sort of a circular shape, and they were mag- magically heat and they were magically heated from the uh, from the center, that only the rich people could afford to live in the housing that was at the centre. Which was called the Summer Zone. Summer Zone, yeah. So um, each of these five cities has a Summer Zone in the middle mm-hmm. and the outer area is known as the, the Autumn Zone. And that's where all the all the poor people live. Yeah, all the shit. Yeah, all the shits. you got to wear coats there. You can't... Uh, so in the Summer Zone, you can just walk around in shorts. Exactly. You can walk around in shorts, have a cocktail, 
you can have a great time. Have a great get time. Get a tan. Yeah, get a tan. Like that while you're at it. Yeah. But on the autumn zone, you've got to wear winter clothing. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got to, you know you got to wrap up. Wear a hat. Snuggle up. Yeah. Wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was basically that was basically what it was like living in those cities. But the the thing is as well, they're they they're cramped too. Yeah. And um, when when you're writing adventures for for these places. And if you're playing Winter Eternal, um, you it's really, really decent, actually, for doing adventures within the cities. Uh, I know a lot of people look at this, this Winter Eternal setting and think maybe that they could do things like, um, you know, trying to make vast journeys over the ice and things like that. And totally... You could do that. Exactly. You could, but also in the cities, there's lots of... Um, uh, opportunities for intrigue and Investiga- investigation, exactly and stuff like that. Yeah, you've got politics. You've got you know, there's going to be crim- criminals there. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. So you can just get lost in these cities as well. It, yeah. Exactly, and and because things are cramped, and because people are desperate in the autumn zones, especially, and mm-hmm. things like that, and because people are bitter about the people that are rich and in the summer zones, it's it's so easy to to write stories and to have cool situations and cool missions and things like that that you need to do in there. Yeah, um, because. Yeah, it's just it's desperate times call for desperate measures, and Absolutely. they make people do desperate things. And yeah. as a result, you can have some pretty cool stories pretty in there, cool boys, yeah. boys and girls. Yo, I'm from the autumn zone, where motherfuckers never leave you alone. You go to the pub, try to buy a drink. Motherfucking places filled with skinks. That's a bad word. For the McKellians, lizard guys, real Rebsellians. Don't get me started on the fucking crane. Parkour pups, motherfucking pain. They're dogs, but don't say that to the face, or you end up with the maze to the face. I'm aware that I just rhymed face with face, but I'm not that good at lyrics. Thank you. Also, as the cities um, grew and became more and more thriving, uh, they then started to build these archways which linked all the cities together. Now, they're not finished in construction, are they? Um, in the time that this takes place in, they're, they're, they're not. But they're basically, nearly. there's these archways that are basically like these fucking vast, sprawling hey, tunnels. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they, they connect most of the cities. I mm-hmm. say most of them because some of them aren't connected. There's one in the northeast. I can't remember which, which city it is. But I'm fairly certain that's not connected to anything. Right. But um, it's it's connected to like one other one other settlement, but yes. it's it's not like connected to any of the others. But um, these archways are magically heated, yeah. and then like every 15 minutes or so, it's got like an, an exit point and some little um, encampments down the way. But it's it's not got um, anything else down there. But some of them aren't completed. But yeah, it, yeah it's, it makes like an easy, not not easy, but a, a relatively easy passageway. To and they've go got down. like their own little ecosystems that have grown around. The, so you've got like plant life and stuff that grows around these kind of mm. roadways, if you like, because they're heated, they're, you know, life's been able to grow. So I can imagine there's all kinds of creatures and things like that probably. And creatures settled, and features. Creatures and features. And there's little settlements on the roadways and, and stuff like that. I think some of the elves live there. Dirty elves. Dirty elves. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, elves are treated pretty rough. Well, I had it pretty rough in Winter Eternal. Good, as well. good, good, good. <laughs> um, but Nick, let's talk about sun shards, mate. Sun shards. So, yes. um, when the Earth blew up, not the Earth. What am I talking about? The Earth. <laughs> no game. <laughs> when the uh, when uh, what's that glowing thing in the sky, Nick? The moon. Uh, the other one. Sun. That's the one. That's the one. When that blew up, uh, some bad shit happened. Mm-hmm. Right. No, Real bad. No. <laughs> what I'm talking about is sun shards, mate. So, 
Um, another thing in Winter Eternal was the discovery of sun shards. Now, um, these are these sort of uh, magical... I don't know if they're magical, but they're shards. And when they are illuminated by light, they give immense amounts of warmth. That's right. Orange now, crystals. Exactly. And you can imagine these being uh, of immense value in a, in a world like this, where warmth is such a commodity. Um, as a result, it's just... It's like... It plays a big part in certain aspects of this um, for, for several reasons. First of all, um, there's a certain piece of technology, and we'll get onto the technology in a bit, but a certain piece of technology called the ice suit, which is um, a thing that you that those characters can wear and can buy mm-hmm. that allows you to go out into the icy zones when you're not under an arse, archway, when you're not an arseway. <laughs> when you're not under an arse. <laughs> when you're not under an archway and when you're going out and you're going bra- to the wastelands. When you're you? braving the wastelands yep. um, and it has a sun shard in it, mm-hmm. which keeps you warm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of, it, you have one of those, a sun shard in there, but also people go on expeditions to fucking dig them. So that's yep. another adventure hook right there. If if you hear about like a deposit of sun shards somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever, and you them. hear about it before anyone else, you might need to get out there quick. You might have uh, like shitty amount of supplies, but you need to get the fuck out there, mate. Yeah, or whatever. Or it's like there's also like old ruined towns and that that are under the ice that's been buried for like you know since the sun's exploded and stuff, and you can go explore old ruins and things like In that. In the book, it doesn't really give like a um, concrete answer as to where they come from, mm. but it's rumored could be out of the sun. Could be out of the sun. Could be from a meteor. Meteor. Could be a goblin did it. Could be a gremlin did it. From all of that. Could be our fucking did it. Maybe I did it. So, um, yeah, that's Sun Shards. And also, um, Mornay, uh, on his, he, he did do an interview with uh, the Wild Die podcast back before we were on it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a really good interview, actually. So I'd recommend people go and listen to it because uh, he was interviewed by uh, Jamie and Eric, who were very good at doing so. And it was really, really cool. And he spoke about how um, in fantasy uh, games, you often have, you know, worlds that have progressed for many, many hundreds of years, and they never progress in technology. Yet in Winter Eternal, you've got this sort of like beginnings of an, an industrial age. Almost like an industrial revolution. Yeah, exactly. It like sort of. Um, I, I hate saying it because it's such a generalization. Um, but steampunky. Yeah. But I. Th- I but not. Th- yeah, because it kind of. Um, when I say that, it makes it um, seem less creative than it is. Yeah, um, but it, it's very, very creative in that it's got very, very cool technology in there. Well, look at the. Um, do you remember when we was playing the um, the, the playtest and that kind of al- almost like powered? Um, oh, what was it like a taxi, like a big big wagon turned up? Do you remember? Oh yeah, it was like a weird fucking powered bus thing. Yeah, no, like you got the, there's um, like some uh, velo cycle thing. Yeah, velo cycles. There's messenger um, balls. Messenger balls, and you've got the the ice suits, as we said. So that's yet another cool aspect of Winter Eternal with the technology in it. It's like sort of steampunky as and well. It's growing so and it's, there's new things being made. In the book, you've got like a good good list of items. And I've always said this about books. Like whenever you buy a setting book, one of the things you want is a big old fuck off list of items to put in your game. Yeah. Because even if you get a setting book and you're not that dead sold on um, using everything from the setting, mm-hmm. one of the things you can put in any setting... Or, or use again is the items yeah. and it's so cool because you get so many in this that are so worth using and have actual proper gameplay connotations okay. it's so obvious that Mornay is, is somebody that understands actual mechanics because he's putting items that have actual gameplay um 
benefits. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, in, and that's what makes them cool. Because mm-hmm. you look at them and you go, okay, well, this actually affects this yeah. in this way, as opposed to, oh, okay, it's just a cosmetic thing, or but it's it looks, just yeah, there. it's a cool sword. It's just fluff, or yeah. whatever. That's you cool know. swords, and it's like, what's it do? Well, it looks cool. Nothing. Anything else? No. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. But um, we should get into a few of the archetypes that are available. Now, I, I do think one of the problems with what we're doing here is maybe we're giving too much away because people are going to be like, they're going to listen to this podcast and be like, well, they've told us everything. We don't need to go and buy the book, but go buy the book. Got to buy the book. So worth it. Um, well, anyway, archetypes-wise, we're going to we're gonna skim over the next yeah. few points because we're going to talk about the archetypes, the races, and the maps. And the archetypes, you've got things such as adventurers, artificers, bards. You've got cleric of change. Actually, cleric of change is really cool. Um, I'm going to read the up. entry of this. Clerics of Thorn, the god of change, are an unpredictable lot. Sometimes they help, sometimes they hinder. They might give away information for free or ask some ridiculous task as payment. <laughs> for many citizens, it seems like they're just playing crazies, but maybe those people just don't see the greater plan, in quotes. Nothing is constant, and these clerics embody change. And mm, I like them. That's cool. they're, a bit, they're a bit fucking a bit mental. Wacky, isn't they? Yeah, I like them. <laughs> a bit guys. wacky, mate. Take the piss wacky! <laughs> I like it when it's like... Um, yeah, I'll help you out, but I need... Uh... But you could be one of the nature wardens, those yeah. guys that originally started the fucking camps. You could be oh, a light suppose, bringer. You actually, could... you wouldn't be one of those ones, because that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> you could be a light bringer, you could be an ice runner. But the the new races, you've got the... I think they're called Mechelians. I can't remember how to pronounce it. I can't remember how to... Oh, it is Mechelians. Um... But there's a race that we are quite fond of. Yes. New race. Yes. It's the bloody grains, mate. The grains, mate. Yeah. We love the grains. Um, they are dog people. Yeah, they are dog. They, they're just but although grains. you shouldn't say that to them because they're not dog people. They're grains. They're, yeah. They're but if dog. you call them a dog people to their face, they say, don't call me a dog people. They don't like that. They don't like being called a dog people. Um, but they're awesome. And in we will get into it later, but we, we come to know them as the roof dogs. Roof dogs, yep. Yeah. But they're awesome. So you can be a dog person if you want. How good is that? You that want to be a dog person, be a dog person. That's, yeah. I've always wanted to be a dog person. You could also I've be. I've always been more of a cat person. I like cats and dogs the same. I hate I hate both. <laughs> no, you don't. You've got no. two cats. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Um, you could also be a goblin. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can be a goblin. And I was could, a goblin yeah. when you, we played you it. played a goblin, you could be orc-tainted. You can. You can be orc tainted. No, you, you like. can be orc tainted. Don't you dare, dare tell me what to do. But also, um, the one last thing I wanted to touch on about this book um, before we summarise mm-hmm. is that the maps are really cool. And um, if you buy the book, well, even if you don't buy the book, they're free on Drive Through RPG. So you can print them off. There's free adventures on Drive Through as well. Yeah, for this. So. Mm-hmm. Um, go on drive through RPG and uh, get the free maps because they, the artwork is is fucking amazing as well. Yeah. So if you fancy just having something to stick up on your wall, if you own a wall, get the maps, and stick them on your wall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, they're really really nice maps actually. I got my mate to print them off at work. Actually, shouldn't say that. Fuck it, he did it. He did it, you know, and he's he's somebody's got a, somebody's got out him for the criminal that he is. <laughs> All right, because that's that is office ink you're using. That company toner. All right, that's not free, okay, and that is theft. That is government theft. <laughs> I'll bleep his name out. Don't worry. Yeah, just do that. It's easy. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So the maps are cool and they're free, but um, I think we've gushed about this product enough, and it seems a little bit nutty, but. 
Um, we really like this product. Like I said, I haven't I haven't been this enamored with a setting in a long time, and I really really like it. And one of the things that Mornay said about this was that it's not a post apocalyptic setting because yeah. it's long after the whole world. Um, shattering thing happened. There's hope in this game. It's not a bleak kind of yeah end of the world. That's happened already. You're you're rebuilding. There's hope in this game, and there's you well. Know. I would say that it's even at the point where society has already rebuilt itself. Yeah, exactly. There is a society there. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. In fact, it's far from perfect. <laughs> but it's good. It, it's like the beginnings of getting there. And technologies, you know. Moving forward, the more the more artifacts and sun shards and things that are found, the more these people are putting these kind of gadgets together, and yeah, it's an exciting game. And although you may be the sort of character that starts out on the bottom, there will be ways to get to the summer zone. There will yeah. be ways to get to the place where you want to be. It's not a complete shit show. While a lot of games where the world ends are all about just um, surviving, isn't it? Surviving yeah. and 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 like sort of um, stemming the flow of losing yeah that's this, it, this yeah. is more like it, it's just a great world to play adventures in as opposed to you know this this one where it's like okay we're going to play something depressing everyone get your tissues out <laughs> it's, it's more like yeah and your I spare character sheets that's what I like and it's, it's one of those ones what I think is, is, is quite good about it is that it's one of those ones that seems like a very simple concept when you first hear about it and the more you read about it you're like actually this seems like the sort of setting that you could play for years yeah there's loads of depth to it exactly because you could take one city and play in that city for ages yeah because look at the uh, there was an old RPG ages ago based on a series of novels um, um, called Thieves World Mm -hmm. and um, that was based in one city and it was very much um, like these kind of cities where it was everyone packed into the rafters and and everyone was you know desperate and and people were you know scumbags a yeah. lot of the time because they were living in poorer zones they were packed in and it was it was it was harsh times called for harsh measures and things like that and yet that this rpg was pretty much set in this one city and that yet this gives you like five and then you've got the two dwarven ones as well yeah there's yeah exactly. well there's eight cities total i can't Echo remember what, and Dro- uh, Drogon. i can't remember what the eighth one was because i'm an idiot but, but the- yeah there's there's <laughs> so much and then and that's just the cities as well you can and you've the the yeah. got the roads you've got the settlements that are building up but on the um on the uh, yeah on these kind of passageways that connect the cities there's endless endless opportunities to, to make stories in this in but this we had a we were very very lucky in that we play tested a new adventure for this we only actually really I would say got to scratch the surface of it because we did a one shot yeah. in it but um we wanted to talk about that and our yeah, experience cool. playing Winter yeah. Eternal. This was this one shot was the whole reason we wanted to do this episode. Yeah. Really, yeah. Um, uh, we, we've talked about the book. That wasn't even the reason we wanted to do this episode. It was because we wanted to talk about this. This is why we bought the book. Um, but yeah, I, I forget what your character was. Who did you play? Oh, so I, I had incredible charisma and um, streetwise. I was like a I, I was like a wizard that was um, a bit of a well thought of himself as a bit of a celebrity. Oh yeah, uh, do you remember? And he was, um, he was kind of in love with himself. <laughs> I remember that, yeah, because um, you you had at that point you had a track history of playing um, bad wizards. Oh god, yeah. My last time I played a wizard, I was a wizard's apprentice, and I couldn't even set off a magic missile. It was a nightmare, but <laughs> yeah. So I was this kind of yeah, well, um, yeah. smug kind of wizard guy that thought he was great. You was a bloody goblin. Yeah, I played a. Uh, I love my character. Scree. I'm bringing him back, mate. He was um, so cool. I played a goblin called Scree. Hello, and Scree, but yeah, um, Scree was awesome, man. He was a goblin tinkerer, and yeah. um, 
he had all these little inventions that he'd made and it was uh, I had a hot coal flinger um, that was like uh, well is it does what it says on the tin isn't it? it's like a fucking <laughs> gun that shot hot coals at people so, yeah um, what else did I had oh I had the little suction cup things where I could walk up walls oh yeah because you went up onto the roof I had a you? glue flinging device oh man you had all sorts of crazy oh it was cool man and we were basically um, investigating uh, Tidus of the Zanakand Apes who'd gone missing. Yeah. The funny thing is, Nick, there's about one person who just got that joke, right? It's a, it's a bit of a reference. And I want anyone who got that joke to send us a message and tell me because that was a good one. That was a deep cut reference right there. But um, basically, there was this sport in uh, one of the cities. I think, I want to say... Oh, what was it called? What fucking city was it? Oh, Haven. Haven. It was Haven. And there was a sport that was that was being played in that city, right? And the Haven team had this star player. And the sport was that you had to um, sort of smack a fucking metal, spiky metal orb with a hammer into, <laughs> yeah. the, into the, the opponent's goal. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking cool, man. And the cover, the, I think it's the cover art that yeah. we got to see, is really cool. Really, so when really it comes cool. out... Have a look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, and we, the star player for that team had gone missing and we were investigating him. And the game was being held in, it was a home game, wasn't it? It was like yeah. the, the, this cup, cup, cup winning game. Yeah, and it was a big thing for the city. Huge deal, yeah. Yeah, and because, you know, all the, all the people. Oh, it was a dwarven team that they were playing. Yes. And, you know, morale was low and all this shit. I Lost mean, I got in a fight the first time I went to a pub. That's how <laughs> shit yeah. things were. So, like, that, that was the kind of shit we were having to do. And so we, what was it? We found out that the, the star player had had a gambling problem. That's right. Yeah, we did a bit of investigation, didn't we? Because I had incre- I had really really good streetwise. So we got some information that yeah he had a gambling problem. And then and we, where he had been just before he had disappeared. Yeah. And then we went to I think he was indebted to the thieves, thieves guild, guild. That's right. Because he because of his gambling problem. I couldn't remember how the two things were linked. Mm-hmm. But There's I think a bit more maybe, investigation than that. But we, I think he was like gambling with the Thieves Guild like his gambling debt was with them or some shit Something I like, can't remember yeah. but anyway we went to the Thieves Guild and then we had a fight big fight yeah. big fight with them I, I jumped on well I walked up onto the roof yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I was walking a bit more vertically than usual oh it was brilliant I went up and I fucking shot a bunch of people with hot coals mm-hmm. um, we stabbed a few folk um, yeah and then I traded one of my inventions for for the guy back that's right. Yeah. I think that was it. Um, there, I think there was a lot more to that campaign or that that mini adventure because I think this new this new book that's coming out is going to have a lot more adventures in it, or it's going to be a lot longer than that. I I'm, I don't know the details really, but that was like the little play test of that that new setting that we yeah. did, um, and it was fucking really it cool. It was really good. Yeah, man. Winter Eternal. It's cracking. Everyone get on it. But that reminds me, Nick. Yes. I think it's time we move on to the next segment because we've talked about this enough, we've gushed enough. Let's move on to the competition. Where can you get it from, first of all? Drive through RPG. Dri- oh yeah. Um print on demand. Yeah, get it from Drive Through RPG, it's print on demand. Um it's Lovely wicked on demand as well. <laughs> so <laughs> get it blood. <laughs> it's a high quality hardback. It's a high quality hardback. It's not one of them low quality hardbacks. Nah, nah, nah. Because if you think you're getting a low quality hardback, think again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck right off. <laughs> Goodness. Did you say something about a competition? I did say something about a competition. Woo. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a big surprise in for you, listeners, so keep listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up next.
competition. Um, this that jingle signifies that it is the prestigious competition. Um, we have very kindly been given by the company Just Insert Imagination, who make uh, Winter Eternal the chance to give away some copies of Winter Eternal. Now, within this competition, we are going to be giving away a PDF copy of Winter Eternal to anybody that enters the competition. What? I know. What wow. the hell is wrong with us? I didn't even know that. I'm going to enter. And I've got PDF. No, you can't enter. <laughs> and the book. No, no you're not allowed to enter. And I've got them. Yeah, and you've got them. <laughs> so it's just really dumb thing to say. <laughs> um, That's brilliant. Yes, just by entering. It's just by entering you can get a PDF copy, but Ooh. the grand winner of the competition will also get a luxury hard copy, high quality hard edition. Hard quality hardback. Yes, exactly. You will get a hardback copy of it if you are no. the winner of the competition. Why? I know the value, Nick, is through the roof. I mean, for real, there is there's so much value that there is a leak in the roof. That is I brilliant. need to get that fixed. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder what that dripping was. But uh, if you want to win, what do you have to do to win? Uh, you tell me, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so the competition that I've come up with, one of the cool things about Winter Eternal, I feel, is that um, it's it's got an amazingly quick elevator pitch. Yeah. The sun explodes, the earth is covered in ice, and it's 200 years or whatever after, after that. After this happens, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's what's so cool about it. So what I want the listeners to do is send in their very quick one-paragraph setting ideas. Ooh. And the best one to win. And we will give extra prizes for either amazing creativity or comedy. Yeah. All right. And we need you to email those in to tabletoptwats at gmail.com. It has to be email only because we're going to email you your download codes or we'll email you the hardback. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> or we'll email uh, you to get your address or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that is what you're going to do. And we are going to come up with our own setting ideas now to get your creative juices flowing. Flowing all over the place. Um, so uh, just my, I'm going to come up with one right now, right? And this, this, is, this is a complete original idea, right? So my setting idea is called World of Tits. <laughs> and what it is... It is a world, Nick. Yep. Now you're not going to believe this. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Lay it on me. It's a world where everything is made of tits. (laughs) So you open your tit fridge and you get your tit milk out. (laughs) (laughs) I'd play that. Alright, so would I. So, what's your sitting idea? Go. Oh, God. On the spot. Okay, uh, what we'll do, right, actually, no, to come I've got one, I've got one. Go on. My game is called Somebody to Love, and you are a disembodied ghost that uh, goes around trying to find the perfect body to possess. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I go. bet Mornay steals that now. No, copy, copyright. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Somebody to Love, copyright. copyright. So... Listeners, send us in your short setting ideas, your elevator, elevator pitches, pitches, and send them into tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Do it now. Do it now if you want a free copy of Winter Eternal. And you if, cannot say better than that. Exactly. And if you want a um, hardback copy, do a good one. Do a really good one. Yep. Yeah. And, and next week, we will read out all the entries on the show. Of course, yeah. Now, that is saying something, because if we get a lot, that means it's going to be a really bloody long episode. Bonus. Yeah, yeah. If it's too long, we might have to do it as a separate bonus episode. Um, yeah. So 
get entering, guys. Please, yeah, please get involved. Great competition for a great game. So. And thank you very much, Justin Sir Imagination. Go and have a look at their other products as well because they're really good. Mutation deck. Bada bing, bada boom. Snap science. Wait. <laughs> Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, <laughs> to the Chamber of Challenges. Challenge. This is our chamber, and what we do here is we come up with challenges for each other. Now, this week, um, we sort of fucked it a little bit because I've come up with two, two challenges for Nick. <laughs> so, um, uh, the first challenge, I call it Shitty Internet Thesaurus Game. And what nice. I've done is I've done this one before and I've taken the names of popular RPG systems and I've put them through a shitty internet thesaurus. Oh yeah, I love this one. And what you have to do is guess which games they yeah, are. Fudge I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, so number one, Gypsy. <laughs> Traveller. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Number two, um, Drudge Cracker Jack. Drudge, Cracker Jack. Oh my I was gonna say, oh my blimey, Drudge. That's like a slate. Oh, what is that gonna be? I don't know. I passed that one. That's hard. Hackmaster. Ooh. See, this one's a bit of a weird one because it. Hang on. What, how's a Cracker Jack a master? Because you're a Cracker Jack at something. Oh, I don't know. See, I didn't know that either. And, and hack, as in being bad at something, like he's a hack. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what I thought thesaurus... hacks were like government agents. In yeah, the... I don't know. Well, I, that's just what uh, what Thesaurus internet thesaurus machine. Exactly. Uh, number three, cold everlasting. <laughs> Winter eternal. Yes. And <laughs> uh, number four is going to be dark break. Oh, dark dark break. Shadow run. Yes. Wee, Very good, good mate. And the fifth and final one is going to be quinquagenarian comprehensions. <laughs> this is a weird one. Oh, what quinquagenarian? Quinquagenarian comprehensions. No. You have to guess something. Oh. Quinquagenarian qu- comprehensions. Okay, yes. let's work with that. Cause I, quin- quin- Stop looking at my shelf of RPG books. Yeah, I know. No, stop it. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, I don't know. I've got no idea. Just say your name now. Just say your name now, Gerps. <laughs> no, uh, that one was fifty fathoms. Fifty fathoms. Yeah, Half to fathom something. Yeah, comprehend yeah. it. Comprehend it. I guess. And then I just, I just thought. I, I know there's no other word for fifty as in a number, really. But I just typed it in the thesaurus, and it came back with quinquagenarian. It was like if you're a hundred years old, you've got. A funny name. A centurion or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's a quinquagenarian. Wow, there you go. So that was shitty internet thesaurus game. And what did I get? Uh, Some points. We never add them up. Uh, I think I did all right. The second challenge that I I did for you, gave to you, was to mine deep, to get deep into the dark web and find the worst RPGs you possibly could. I did, yeah, that's right. So I had had to get on the intertubes. And do a little bit of researching, and I came across. Well, I found I found one, and also a really cool story that goes with it. Probably, everybody probably already knows this if you're a 
hardcore RPG, but it was all it was news to me, so I thought I'd let you know. My I found I found one. The, I think I found what the uh, the worst RPG is uh, not from an in- indie company or anything like that. From a from a big big company, so this is quite interesting, and it's also got a cool story that goes with it as well. So the RPG in question is. Uh, the Adventures of Indiana Jones role-playing game. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this is a rare, notoriously shit game made by one of the biggest hitters in the industry. TSR made this. Oh. Um, the game was uh, poorly designed with terrible rules and such a narrow focus that it was nearly unplayable. When TSR lost the license to Indiana Jones RPG in the, uh, in the 80s, all unsold copies of the book had to be burnt. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Um, so, except for uh, an office in in the UK, um, employees rescued the last burnt, partially burnt copy, and for some weird reason, they encased it in a perspex pyramid, um, along with some a few bit like few items from the games, like a token and a little uh, whatever. And it changed hands over the years a few times until it got picked up in two thousand and one, and it's now the. Uh, because it was partially burnt, it's the Diana Jones Award that they give at Gen Con uh, for RPG gaming excellence. So that trophy that they give to people at Gen Con every year, I think it is, or whatever, for uh, the, the, yeah, the Diana Jones Award is because it's got a burnt, partially burnt copy of one of the worst. Well, they actually give that copy of... So it's a pyramid, yeah, it's a plastic pyramid, and inside it is a burnt bit of the rule book that's left and some little um, parts of the game, and it's been encased forever. And, it's, and because it's burnt, it's burnt off the Indiana bit. It's just Diana Jones' board. Oh, right. How cool is that? That's amazing. Yeah. So, oh, Diana Jones. That's, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Because it's a partially, the last partially burnt copy that got rescued because they lost the licence, they had to burn all copies. Uh, and they, they and then, yeah, they, for some weird reason, they, they decided to put it in a pyramid. And then over the years, it got picked up, I think, in 2001. And now it's a Gen Con Award. That's really cool, man. <laughs> that's really interesting. So it's the worst, uh, the worst ma- I don't know, main mainstream game to be made. See, I'd um, heard of the award once before, but I just thought Diana Jones was a person. A lot of people do, yeah. You just assume <laughs> oh, it's just man. someone that was a big big person in the industry at one point. But no, it's because it's, uh, it's that. That's it's that really point. interesting. I what wonder if you could ever find the rules. Because I would love to see how bad how it bad is. It was yeah. yeah. So if anyone's got the Indiana Jones role playing game from the eighties, please let us know. I was going to say send it to us, but or bloody it absolutely us. do not just sell that shit or, or burnt, keep it. Yeah, they've all been burnt apparently. So that's the last one. So you go. Well, that's really interesting, man. Thank you very much for that's that. All right. That was a good challenge. Yeah, that was interesting. How do I look? Brilliant, my liege. Thank you very much. Friends, loyal followers, tis I, the person formerly known as the Homeless Gnome. I address you today a new man, for I have received some Patreon donations. And now I stand before you as the Gnome King of Patreon. But my campaign does not end here. Although I am resplendent in my new clothes, and in this fabulous castle, I must crush the tabletop twats. Although I have stood atop them in order to get to this position, I require yet more money. Yet more things. Because I will require more kingdoms, and one day I will take over the world itself. Now, the people that have donated to me will enter into a special squadron known only as the Gnomelings. 
and I will give you a command each week. And you can interpret this command any way you want and send it to the Tabletop Twats at tabletoptwats at gmail.com in order to unsettle them. And this week's command is simply... Bacon. So, to Gary McCallum, Morgan Ellis, Irina, and the Wild Die podcast, go out there, gnomlings, and destroy... Thank you for the money, and thank you for making me rise to the unfathomable heights that I am now risen to. Fuck off. That will be all. Bunch of cunts. Welcome to the summoning. Thank you. We've been the fuckheads. You've been great. Have a good night. Okay, so we um, spoke previously on Google Plus um, and on our community about how previously when uh, I uh, was at Nick's house and we recorded this podcast that um, I think Nick had a ghost in his house because I heard some weird noises when um, I was when I was editing the podcast now now I'm scared now, now I can't scared. sleep the light so off. we've been messing with the dark arts yeah we wanted contact so I've been um, doing a bit of research into celebrities that are into RPGs, specifically dead celebrities. Yeah. And we asked you guys on uh, the Google Plus communities um, which dead celebrity you would like us to resurrect, um, to summon from the depth... Summon from the, from the other plane. From the other plane to um, speak to us and do an interview about RPGs. And so I'm going to do my dark magics and summon one now. The only thing is, is that once I do the spell, I'm going to have to maintain it for quite some time, and it's going to take all of my willpower to do so. So I will not be able to speak while I do it, but I am going to summon them. Um, so we've got a good list of people um, that we wanted to summon. What were the suggestions that we got in? So um, Eric uh, Eric Lamoureux asked us to summon Marlon Brando. Yeah. Big RPG fan, actually. Mm, yeah, he, he's, he's well into his RPGs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, that would be cool. Uh, Matthew asked for Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary asked for Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Uh, Tony Fanning asked for Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah. Um, good one. Yeah, good one. Dan McGlucken asked for uh, French Carolesian rulers Charles the Simple and Charles the Fat. They were big RPGs as well. Charles the Fat was actually the person who invented hip hop. Um, yeah, that's right, actually. The Fat, spelled with PH. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Manuel asked for uh, Lemmy. From, uh, and that's who we're going to go for this time because I'm quite a fan of heavy metal music and mm. personally, although I will be concentrating all my willpower and my eyes will roll into the back of my head, I think I would like to personally summon Lemmy from, um, well, let's be honest, he's probably um, in hell because he's, he's into heavy metal. So anyway, I'm going to chant the incantation now. It's me, Lemmy. How you doing? It worked. Fuck. I don't feel too great. Let, 
What the fuck am I doing here? We uh, we kind of summoned you. Sorry about that, mate. You summoned me? Why? Well, we know that you're a massive RPG fan. Oh, yeah! And we didn't want death to stop you from being able to enjoy Well, actually, doing. I've been playing many RPGs in the depths of the fiery pits of hell. Good ones? I've been playing Magical Fury! Oh. <laughs> it's a really great game! <laughs> like, well, <laughs> who you been playing with? Charles the Fat! <laughs> oh. Anyway! <laughs> what? Why did you summon me here? Well, I, I hope I didn't pull you out of the game. Oh no! <laughs> oh, too many fags! So, alright, cool. Well, we just want to know... Ghost fags! <laughs> what's your favourite... What's your favourite RPG? Um... Ever. Probably Fifty Fathoms! <laughs> I like pirates! RPG... <laughs> Oh, fuck. Listen! <laughs> He's like pirates. I'm sorry I've summoned you. I'm just... I'm a bit starstruck. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure you get it a lot. Do you get summoned a lot? No, not really. This is actually the first time. This must be really inconvenient. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was my mate Harrison's stupid idea. He kind of chanted the incantation. Oh, well, uh... Um, is there anything else? Uh, any advice for gamers out there? I would say, um, always let the dice do the talking. <coughs> Very classy. Anyway, I better let you go, Lemmy. See you later, Nick. I kept you here too long. You've been a pleasure. Lemmy away! Oh, God. Mate, right. it worked. That was a hard spell to keep going. Did you hear any of that? No, I didn't. Was you it good? Out, buddy. Was it yeah. good interview? You have to listen to the podcast. It's fucking brilliant. He's a nice guy. I'm sure he was. Man, that was a hard spell to keep. I don't think. Magic Fury, you ever played that? Um, no, I've, I haven't heard of it. Isn't it, isn't it a Japanese RPG? <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, um, well, there you go. Levy's playing that. I don't know if I don't know if we'll do that feature again. It, I, it took a lot out of you, didn't it? Yeah, it was really hard to keep... I think Lemmy might have took some of your soul with you. It was really hard to keep that spell going, actually. <laughs> you look sore. <laughs> For some reason, my throat hurts. <laughs> oh, God. Great chat. We'll do that again. <laughs> All right, let's move on. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So this segment is Electro Letters, and this is when we ask you lovely people to contact us via the medium of the intertubes. You, 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 you create Electro Letters which fly through the many wires and systems and then get garbled back it's out tubes. again. Oh, it's, it's always tubes. tubes. It's always tubes. Internet tubes. <laughs> through the internet tube. Uh, yeah, so our first letter is coming from good old Pete Malloy. Yes. He's alive and well. Thank God for that. In regular contact. It's lovely to have you back, Pete. Uh, and Pete asks, what TV show would you like to run as a game? 
My choice would be my choice would be seventies show Logan's Run. I know you weren't born then, but I loved it as a kid. A future where everyone is euthanized at thirty, and the government hires operatives to hunt down those um, those who go on the run and kill them. So you all play like geriatrics. Well, you know you can't just get killed before you're thirty, innit? No, but like you're on the run. If you're good at it, you'll oh, be like yeah. eighty. <laughs> if there's any old people. You'd be like, look I, for the old people. I've been on the run for years. Can't catch me. Flies <laughs> up. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. Uh, so, a TV show you would like to play as a video game? RPG, I think. Isn't it? As a RPG. Run as a game. Yeah, run as an RPG. So, any mm. TV show. Would, what TV show would you like to run as a game? Cowboy Bebop. Oh man, yeah. That would be awesome. Actually, no. Fuck it. Space Dandy. Space Dandy is very, very good. It's it's by the same guy, but it's like it's fucking whacked out and crazy. It's like Cowboy Bebop, and I hate it when people say this, but on crack. <laughs> it's got a great soundtrack. Yes. Um. Hmm. Good one. Ah, oh, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, the obvious answer everyone says is The Walking Dead, isn't it? But no, like, I've done it. What about this, uh, Jaws? No, it's a film, isn't it? Well, I, f- I quite like the idea. Jaws, but you play the shark. Well, on a on a on an anime vibe, Attack on Titan would be pretty sick. Yeah, that would be really good. Huge titans all the time and having to hide, and they're so quick as well. You just have to be. What if you played Attack on Titan, but you played as the main cast? If you had one guy yeah. that was Armin, one was Eren, one was Mikasa, and then if the guy that was Eren had the fucking Titan transformation ability, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. fucking oh, sick, mate. mate. Although yeah. you would be pretty much better than everyone else. Or flip it on its head, and your Titans eating people. <laughs> Yeah, but that that would be awesome. You could be, you could do it either way. Yeah. If you had a uh, like a rule book for that fucking game where you had, uh, yeah, you had it, you had it both way. That'd be fucking. Cool. That'd be well good, mate. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Attack on. Go. Yeah, we went with both anime ones, well, which is not? a bit nerdy, but fuck it. This it's is cool, a nerd man. podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Pete Malloy. Thanks, Malloy. It's good to man. hear from you, man. Yeah, lovely. To hear back from you, mate. Right. Next question is coming from Tony Fanning. And he said, do either of you follow Premier League football? And if so, what teams? I used to when I was a kid because uh, my uncle uh, sort of forced me to. (laughs) And now I hate it. Um, I used to follow Tottenham Hotspurs, mate. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm not a big football fan. I I don't begrudge anybody that likes football. I think, you know, you do you. You enjoy the football. Yeah, uh, wicked. So thank you very much, Tony Fanning, for the question. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Love Next you. question in is from Matthew Imaginary Truth Jones. I like this guy. He keeps on sending us messages. He's a cool guy. He's a good guy. Um, right, so here we go. Which American president would you pick to fight the mountain from A Song of Ice and Fire to save your life? Uh, then he says, please choose carefully. This is your life on the line. I, I, I'm not sure how our life is on the line. So we're looking... Well, because... It's from. Oh, okay, so if so, you have to put pick someone that will fight it for you, and if they lose, the mountain. the mountain kills you. I think so, yeah. Okay. Oh bloody hell! That's who's a tough the, one. Who's the guy that started? Is it Roosevelt that started? Uh, the See, FBI. I, he must be pretty tough. <clears throat> yeah, but I could start an FBI. That's true. You're not actually doing much, are you? Yeah, you don't have. To I know nothing about manages. American presidential history, by the way. So absolute speculation. I know a little bit, right? And I know I seen a I seen a movie once called Abraham Lincoln. I was Vampire about to say Abe. Yeah, Abe's pretty cool. Yeah, but then that's the obvious answer because he's, he's cool because he's sort of become uh, this sort of like steampunk, uh, you know, icon as oh, well, right, for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Um. So I am gonna say uh, George Bush, and not because I'm a fan of him. Nobody is, but because he dodged a shoe once. 
Oh, there you so go. So he might be able to dodge a punch. I would go for JFK, I reckon. I reckon he'd be pretty handy because... The last gunslinger? Yeah, but was he... Was he the last gunslinger, though? I don't know. Because I'm the last gunslinger. Oh, are you now? Yes. <laughs> I just read it next to King. So those are our answers. Yeah. Shoe Dodger, last gunslinger. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think the mountain would definitely kill us. Yeah, we're in trouble. Uh, next question's coming from the main man. The main man? The, the guy. Super nice guy. The main man. The ma- no. Super nice guy number one. Uh, Super nice. The guy that we uh, must always speak fondly of. Mm, you get so Gary trouble. Coleman. You're going to get so much trouble. Okay, go on. Zach. Uh, Zach Jenkins? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is what a really hell, nice guy. Mate? What the hell? Zach Jenkins, uh, convicted crim... No, uh, nice guy. Convicted great guy. Convicted... <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he's ever been convicted of is not murder and being a great guy. Exactly. <laughs> um, and what does he want? Zach Jenkins has got in touch. Um, and he says, do you listen to any live play RPG podcasts? If so, which ones? The Adventure Zone yeah. is my favourite. My favourite too. Um, the reason that I like the Adventure Zone so much, it's it's. I feel a bit scummy saying it because it does have quite high production values, and I I, I do think that you know it's better to 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 support the little guy, you know. <laughs> but um, Adventure Zone is so good because they, it has a focus on comedy and yeah. creativity, and some of the storylines are so good, mm-hmm. and especially series three. Um, Pet is it petals? Petal to the metal. Petal to the metal. And it is um, all about a wacky races slash Mad Max style death race in D and D fifth edition, and it is fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and it contains some of the funniest bits that made me laugh out loud on a train and nearly shit myself. It's so awesome. Um, in addition to that, I am a massive fan of the Fighting Ravens yes. as well, which is one of our uh, Nerds International colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so me, uh, also Gavin the Dorks, that was probably the first ever live play I've ever listened to. Uh, sadly, no longer going, but their back catalogue is still all up. Um, if I can recommend one, I'd say go watch, forget about it, listen to forget about it, it's hilarious. And Zach <laughs> listens to How We Roll. How We Roll. Sneak Attack. Sneak Attack. God's Fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and nerd domain, nerd domain. <laughs> okay, so um, he's given us some recommendations there. We don't know if they're any good, so they don't have the official tabletop twat seal of approval. They might all be murderers that he met in jail, but <laughs> that doesn't matter. Go and listen to them anyway if they're good. If they're not, stop listening to them. Who cares? Yeah. Thank you very much, Zach. As always. Thanks, Zach. Awesome question. And the next question is coming from Password Required. Are you sure you're not just having trouble getting into that website? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good password required. Um, and they've said, I have a quick question uh, for the two of you. The group from our podcast is playing... Oh, so there must be a podcast. So there you go. So the password the password is called podcast required. I think so. The password is called podcast required. No, I'm fairly certain I said that right, Nick. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have a quick question for the two of you. The group from our podcast is planning on possibly creating a new podcast in the future where we play tabletop RPGs live while recording ourselves. We want to avoid major rule sets and focus on smaller, less known games. But looking at more games like Adventure Time RPG Made and the Apocalypse World. My question to you, are there any games that you would suggest we look into or are there any games you, uh, you would be interested in seeing us play? Okay, so... 
I think you, so. He wants to know small time RPGs, ones that are obscure. He wants us to mine deep. He wants us to go deep. Go deep down. Okay, so I would refer back, mate, to fuck. So I would refer back, mate, to our uh, episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, because on that we got Nick to do a challenge where he mined deep on the internet found some obscure RPGs oh, yeah. <clears throat> and there are a couple on there such as Puppet Land <laughs> My Life of Master My Life of Master Made is a good one um, that translator the guy that translated Made did a few that use basically the same rule set um, he did uh, one called Magical Fury I think uh, you might have heard of that one before yeah, um, yeah, I've heard of that. Funny enough, um, that was that's a magical girl one. Uh, that he did another one called Schoolgirl RPG, which I actually own, and he did another one that is all about being a, an item shop owner in a Pathfinder type world. That sounds fun. Yeah, which sounds awesome. Um, there's ones by the same publishing company called Golden Sky Stories, which seems kind of cool, which might be a good one to go for. And we on this podcast are big advocates of Hackmaster, yes. a game that we haven't even fucking played yet. No, but, but we uh, read some of it. Read some of it and keep buying shit for it because yeah. it's awesome. Or Bubblegum Shoe. Bubblegum Shoe's a good one. Hackmaster's a good one as well. Um, the, the current edition is kind of more of your typical type fantasy. But um, go for Hackmaster Fourth, Fourth Edition yeah. because that is the one that you uh, where they they have more of a comedy edge to it. And that's and, what makes Hackmaster Hackmaster. Yeah, and it's got the gore, the comedy. You there was no, that. there was no first, second, or third edition, just fourth. Yeah, so um, those are a few few recommendations. Uh, also, oh, Atomic Robo. Atomic Robo is a good one that uses the Fate system, and it is based on a web comic by the same guy that did Eight uh, Bit Theater, which was a very very good D and D inspired Final Fantasy uh, sprite comic. And he's a very funny writer yeah. as well. So free Fallout RPG as well. Oh, free Fallout RPG. That was one I wanted to recommend. Yeah, that that one's awesome, man. I played that before. Um, it's a little bit janky with some of the rules, but mm-hmm. it's completely free, and it's so awesome. Um, there is a free Fallout set of rules for um, Savage Worlds, but I would recommend the free Fallout pen and paper RPG. I'm saying this um, to the listeners more than anything because we did already send some of these suggestions over to this guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll I'll put a link in the description for the Fallout RPG. Um, I would recommend it over the Savage Worlds version because it's a bit more nuanced and has a bit more character than the Savage Worlds one. Um, but it's it's such a good laugh. I played the fuck out of this and I think it's so good. Yeah. And it's and, and the coolest be. thing about it is that it's got all the races in in there and you can play a super mutant, you can play a human, you can. Play play whatever the fucking fallout but you can be a dog if you want Wee. which is cool everyone wants to be a dog cool. be a dog meat yeah you could be dog meat as well that's pretty cool uh, awesome right next question is from my mate at work Chris Hughes oh Chris <laughs> Chrissy uh, and Chris says can Nick do a topic on his favourite die <laughs> I could feel a whole podcast about that though not really we could do a die podcast one day I think we should do a Different die die type I think we should do that one day yeah um, but what is your favourite dice Nick my absolute favourite. Oh. I think you tend to gravitate towards the one you've last bought, don't you? Yeah, it's true. Because you've got true. those ice creamy ones at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, I like them. But I do like my bone die. The bone die is cool. The bone die is super cool. Yeah. Sean hates that though. I know he does. Why? Because <laughs> he doesn't like the shape of it. It makes him uncomfortable. <laughs> so when I get it out, is that why he gets all funny? No, not really. He starts sweating when I get that dice out. Um, and he also said, and please do another drinking podcast. That was so funny. Oh man. oh man you know we got so much bad feedback about that I don't think we're going to do that again don't but. think we can 
Uh, yeah, well, uh, one of our friends um, actually said that he couldn't listen to the whole thing, so we're, don't, we're not going to do that again. Maybe tiny, tiny bits. Not Maybe we'll podcast. do it as a, um, a special a, as a special one day. One but, day. But it'll be a long time coming. <laughs> that was hard work. Um, next question is coming from fellow show colleagues, Savage Ask Geekery. And they've said, what's the best sandwich and also sandwich topping, i.e. Branson's Hellman's? Mm. Or sandwich? Mine's, oh, I don't know, my favourite. I, I do love... Do love a ham, <laughs> cucumber, and salad cream sandwich on white. That's such a shit sandwich, oh, man. That's, that's such a shit. That, no. That's one of my, well, I always had it. I did it when I was a kid, so it just reminds me of being a kid. Pat lunch. You know what? Like, He's got over the top though. Like clubs, always good. You've got such boring sandwich choices, man. I have maybe I've like you could. This guy's asking you like anything in the world. Like what sandwich could you have? Anything yeah. in the world, and you go for a fucking ham and salad cream. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Come on, man. A lot of life, right? You can do better than that. Does a burger count as a sandwich? Technically, it does, but I think we need to rule that out. No, no burgers. No burgers allowed. No burgers allowed. It's got to be cold. It's got to be cold. All right, cold burger. No, I'm just no. kidding. Um, okay, then. I'm, I'm, I already said this on a different podcast, but I'm going to go Reuben, mate. Reuben. I've never tried a Reuben, so I wouldn't oh, know. man, I had a Reuben once. I had a, um, <laughs> no. I had a Jamie Oliver's <laughs> restaurant, man, and it was it was so fucking good. It was so fucking good. I, I Honestly, I felt like I was going to cry. My mum bought it for me. Wow, I need to go and get a Reuben. We'll go. We'll go next time we're in London, man. We'll go and get one. It's sounds, well good. Sounds like a good idea. I'm up for that. Okay, thank you very much, SA Geekery. Looking forward to the new stuff that's coming out soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think happened? One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and Monsters is a far-out game. Swords, poison, spells, battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? Yes, definitely. I'll be talking to you. Alright, see you later. Right, uh, next question is in from Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hey. Actually, we've got two, the last two questions are both from Daniels. So, what a treat. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> that's three Daniels in one podcast. Yeah. Can you believe that shit? I, I know. Do you yeah. know what? We should we should apply to the Guinness World Records for most Daniels. Most Daniels in a pod. <laughs> like it. Perfect. <laughs> right, so Daniel, <laughs> Daniel asks. There's ever been more than three Daniels. Guinness, get, Guinness just got back. It's actually, there's only been two. So <laughs> we win. And it's the Dan and Dan podcast. So we're going to beat him. <laughs> Take that D&D. Yeah. Nice. See what we did there. Uh, Dan asks, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen 12-sided dice? Six. Hundred. Knots. <laughs> is airspeed velocity measured in knots? Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know. No, I think it's only over a thousand metres it's measured in knots. Okay. I don't fucking know. But I think so. One? That one. Yeah. Cheers, Dan. So it depends on how high up you're rolling it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm a pretty high roller, baby. Yes, I want to roll. <laughs> right. Next. Next, Dan. Next, Dan. Yeah, next, Dan, please. <laughs> right. Um, Daniel McLaughlin, the guy with the coolest laugh on the internet, um, sent us a nice email. Dearest twats, I was thinking about aspects of the Savage Worlds rule system that I use the least. There are many, I admit, because my gaming bias is narrow. Mainly sci-fi, some horror, and fantasy. That I don't venture out as much as I should. 
I started to think what an adventure would look like if I designed it on parts of the system that I keep dusty on the shelf. The adventure started to look like a party of spellcasters armed with armor-piercing RPGs trying to outrun a mechanized battle-hardened army with capable leader in an exotic vehicle. My question is this. If the twats were to put together a one-shot with rules you don't use that often, what would it look like? Also, can you bring back... Okay, right. Um, he, he Then he goes on to the summoning circle suggestion. So, if the twats were to put together a one-shot with rules you don't use that often, what would it look like? That's a toughie. That is a toughie. That is a toughie. Um, and I hate it. No, I don't. But um, <laughs> rules we don't use that often. Man, I, I don't know, because the thing is, we don't really strip out that many rules, do we? I guess in no. the games that we play, we tend to keep most of them in. Yeah. Oh, actually, I tell you what, the one that we fucking hate... And I, I think a lot of people do this. In fact, I, as far as I'm aware, most people do this. Casting times. Oh, oh. In, in, in Pathfinder and D&D, I fucking hate casting times. I, I just think it's so fucking tedious. So I think if it were me, I think it would be a game of uh, wizards sitting around just going, in an hour you're going to be completely fucked. And they're sitting opposite each other just going, oh, you yeah. wait, you just wait, mate, because I'm oh. telling you. And they're just sitting there. It would be like Dragon Ball Z then just sitting opposite Charging each other. Up. Just like, <laughs> you're going to get it. I, I swear to God. Not, if, not if I can brew this quicker. <laughs> 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 a magic missile just goes off <laughs> like yeah that'd be awesome wow yeah I'll play that yeah. it's like a game of um, like the tension rivers building up to, like, to, I've got five minutes left to my spells your, your best way of winning the battle would be to convince them to stop before the hour is up yeah <laughs> please don't do it so there you go we play that yeah we play that casting yeah. time casting time the game wicked thank you very much for the question Dan uh Keep on flipping them tables, mate. Yeah, that was the final Dan. That was the last Dan. Oh, God. Thanks very much for sending your questions in. I don't know why I did it so sarcastically. <laughs> we beg for questions. You can't. I know, yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much. We do actually appreciate yes, it. I don't know why do. I said it like that. We um, love them. We love the questions. We love you sending them in. Please keep them coming. Keep them coming throughout the week if you want. We like speaking to you guys. We yeah. really do. Um, and stay in touch. Please do. do indeed, One day yeah. we'll figure out how to use a computer. One day. And we'll, we'll keep in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? We're now ready for takeoff, so, so, so please fasten your seatbelt. This is the section of the show where we big up one of our nerds international esteemed colleagues of Doom. Yeah, of Doom, yeah. And this week we want to talk about good guy number one. Good guy number one. It's the jizzle. The Jamie Pizzle. Yes, it Actually, is. Actually, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Jamie Pizzle. Yeah, Jizzle. Anyway, <laughs> we want to talk about Jamie Pearson. He is our dear, dear friend. We love him very much. And we just want him to come home. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I'm doing like a really heartfelt face. Yeah, he's been away and he's come back. And, he's... and this time he's stronger than ever. Yes. Have you seen his sick beach bod? Yeah. He's Bloody looking hell. ripped. He's been a shit. He's been in the lab. <laughs> he's been in the lab with the pen Injecting and the pad. himself with all sorts of things. <laughs> no, Running on a treadmill of like, wires attached to himself. He's hench. Uh, but no, Jamie Pierce is back um, with here a brand new um, show. And a brand new gun. Brand new gun. Papa's got a brand new gun. It's the RPG Brewery. Um, 
And he's first, it's a live streaming show, and he's going to have... Now, uh, Nick, wait a minute. Yes. What is a live stream? A live stream is when one broadcasts their self live. <laughs> no, because it's a thing from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I played that years ago. Okay, carry on. What? Sorry, it's, it's the RPG Brewery. It's the RPG Brewery. Um, this is Jay Pearson's new hot-off-the-press show that's starting on the 3rd of Feb, and that's at 5pm uh, PST. Don't know what that means. Pacific Standard Time? It means he'll be pissed. He, <laughs> right. like, he likes a drink. Well, it's the RPG Brewery. Exactly. So that's exactly so it. So it'll be 5pm, so he'll be pissed. Exactly. Um, it's going to be a cracker. I'm, I'm hoping the time works out so I can get, uh, watch it as well. But um, like I said, everyone get over there. He's going to be discussing uh, Pinnacle Entertainment's Deadlands Classic and Reloaded with none other. Uh, <laughs> none other. None other than... John Goff. John Goff, everybody. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Here he is now. Yeah. Hey man, it's me. You're on the wrong show. Sorry, I wasn't meant to introduce you onto my own show. Oh, uh, I no. thought this was the RPG Brewery. No, you need to be. You need to be over in the states on the third of Feb at five PM PST, mate. Do you have any idea how how much money and effort it cost me to get here? I really shouldn't have announced you. I'm sorry. Fucking idiot. Sorry, mate. Well. See you later. John John Busfair. No, just just leave me alone. Don't call me again. <laughs> okay, sorry. John Goff, everybody. <laughs> well yeah, check out the RPG Brewery. When is it? February the third. <laughs> February the third. At, At 5, 5 p.m. Pissed. Yes. Alright. Cheers. Get in some. Bunch of lads. Talk about cocks. Bunch of lads. Get in some. Oh, oh dear. We've what a wonderful world we live in! So that's the end of another show. <laughs> so that's the end of another good show. No, it isn't. I can't say that, can I? I can't say good. So that's the end of a show. Um, we said a show, and we gave you a show. Exactly. So don't complain. <laughs> don't send us your complaints. Send them to someone else. Send them to John Goff. He's already in a bad mood. Too fast. I'm really bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry, John. Um, anyway, uh, we just want to say thanks for everything. Thanks for sticking with us. What the fuck is up with this show, man? We need to tighten up this ship. We, we need to. We need to like next time, right? We need to come back to this with a bit more professionalism. No more fucking around. Everything's right? gonna change. Because this is why we're not on the BBC. I know. There's too many swearing. One of us always pretends to be John Goff. Lemmy was in here earlier. He's supposed to be dead. What the fuck's going on? It's madness. <laughs> Why can't we keep lit on fucking spirits for five seconds? I'm sick of it. Oh. Look. All right. Okay. If people want to get in contact with us, how do they do it? Tabletop twats at if Gmail. If you want to get in. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> in, in touch with this animal show. Okay, if you want to get in touch with us, you would do that by getting in touch with us at tabletoptwats at gmail.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tabletopt or twitter.com forward slash at tabletoptwats or on tumblr.com forward slash tumblers. Tumblr, we don't know how it works, but we're on there and we're on the Google Plus community. We've got our own community on there, so get on there, have a look at us. Look at what we're doing. Come look at us and get over to Nerds International, which is the network that we're all part of with all other great shows yes um, and what we like to do every podcast is we like to give you a thought something to meditate on 
um, throughout the week so that it will give you something to, to think about before the next episode comes out and this week will be no exception we'll give you the answer next time so don't worry about that but this week's thought food for thought is going to be the following question who would win in a fight out of the mountain from game of thrones and a mountain from game of thrones Think about that, guys. But now, there remains one thing to be said, one thing that connects us, unifies us all, because we are all one at the end of the day. We are one global consciousness, and there is one thing that connects us, one thing that makes us one, one thing that connects our souls and binds us and makes us into the one being that we all are, that we know that we are all deep down in our depths of our hearts. And that thing is... Chicken McBoshley. Good bike! I forgot to mention on uh, what you've been saying. I, I got one more fucking thing. Oh, got... mate, you missed out. Yeah, yeah, I bought. You didn't um, tell me. Yeah, I bought another RPG book, man. Some fucking old lady Sweet. on eBay. She was selling um, her son's book. Like he moved out or some shit. Right. And um, he was selling this old RPG book, like a first edition RPG book called oh, Bonacons no. and Vagabonds. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's like say that again. Bonacons and Vagabonds. Bonacons and Vagabonds. Yeah, it's weird. Weird. But look, <laughs> like, off. look, have a look at this, man. <laughs> Oh shit, look at that, it's a fucking state. Yeah, no, but it's got like fucking like gold edge around it and shit. Yeah, it's, it's got cool like this little like, lock on it. It's like shit. it had a leather front. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's pretty crazy, but this is like a really old RPG book. Man. I don't know, it's, it's creepy when as was it fuck. Published? Uh, well, it doesn't say, it's really weird. Like, what? yeah, I don't know, for some reason it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't say, but it's like it's written in this like weird old English type font but Man, it's got like weird if you looking. look at this this page here it's got like like pictures of like D20s and stuff on it so it's like it, this might even like predate D&D wow but this woman was saying how like I messaged her about it she was saying how she just wanted rid of it as quick as possible and weird. she even like drove around to my house to give it to me and shit but she had no idea what it was no like definitely not I was Touch. well chuffed when I got it mate I got it she sold it to me for a, a pound like, no no way! You got a pound for this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not shitting you. This has got to be worth some money. Man, you, this looks like it should be in like a glass cabinet. It's so bad. Anyway, like, look at this. Like, I'll just uh, I'll open it up. Look at this page. Oh yeah. It does this weird thing. Look. What is that? What is? Why is it glowing like that? It's making me feel a bit funny. Um, should I touch it? Should I touch it? See what happens. Yeah, you go first. No, I'm a bit scared. Sure, sure no, 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 no. Maybe it's your book. All right, rock paper. All right, oh, no, 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 no. All right, all right. I'll. Uh, I'll touch it if you give me t if you give me ten pounds. I'll, I'll touch the glowing. I'm I'm go I'll touch the glowing page if you give me ten pounds for the book you paid a pound for. Yeah, give me a tenner and I'll touch it. Just give me a tenner. I'll touch the glowing page. You touch it. What? Just for no money? Just touch it anyway. All right, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a wimp like you. Oh, okay. All right, here I go. No, 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 no. no. What's happening? What's happening to my arm? No, no, no. Shit. What the fuck just happened there? Harrison? Harrison? 